Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Brown, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Brown, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the jungle, or welcome to the Locked on Browns podcast. My name is Jared Mueller. I am your host. Thank you for stopping by. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Gotta love a little bit of that. Welcome to the jungle. I think it's a great kind of opening piece for today, partially just because it's fun, partially because I feel like the quarterback world is a jungle, both professionally within the NFL, but also when it comes to fans. I think oftentimes we end up being kind of animalistic about our quarterbacks, and so today we're going to talk a little bit about those most important position on the on the field kind of guys when it comes to this offseason, as well as kind of what my predictions are for where we could see some quarterbacks going. And so um, obviously the Cleveland Browns need a quarterback, at least for today's discussion. Let's take quarterback off the board with the number one overall pick. Now, to be honest, whether you like it or not, that is still a possibility. The Browns may decide that they have one guy. There is one quarterback out of these people in the draft that they just must have. And if they make that decision and they believe that that quarterback will not be there at 12 or in a trade-up, I have no question that they would decide to draft that quarterback at number one overall. I'm not sure they get there, but I do think Miles Garrett fits everything they're looking for when it comes to a high-character guy that measures very, very well and is productive on the field. So let's take number one out of the equation for now recognizing that there is a possibility, strong, not strong, it doesn't really matter, that the Browns could go with a quarterback at number one, and really that changes kind of some of this discussion. But instead, let's assume they do not. Well, before that, we have free agency. So today, there's uh, the Browns um, hired the quarterback coach that was with the Buffalo Bills, that was Tyrod Taylor's quarterback coach. So obviously there's a quick linkage between the Browns and Tyrod Taylor, someone you know that I like. The uh, New York Jets hired uh, their quarterback coach, uh, Mr. Bates, who has a strong linkage to Jay Cutler. So again, as we kind of roll through things, it's important to realize that free, free agency and trades kind of come before the draft. So most of the big moves when it comes to quarterbacks 
uh, free agency and the draft will come um, pretty quickly at some level. Like they're the kind of the most important things, right? And so first it's important to look at who might be available at the quarterback position that could be a starter next season or a long-term player in the NFL. So when we start with veterans, uh, we look at players like uh, Tony Romo, Jay Cutler, Tyrod Taylor, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Colin Kaepernick. Those are really kind of the six quarterbacks who could step in tomorrow as starting quarterbacks for pretty much any team that was looking for a quarterback. So let's break those down pretty quickly. Tony Romo, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have this huge cap number with him, whether they keep him, trade him, cut him. Uh, but we know Jerry Jones really likes Tony Romo, and we could see them deciding to trade him because it was best for Tony Romo. A little bit of help to their cap. They also get some kind of draft pick considerations, probably some type of conditional pick based on Tony Romo's ability to play for whoever that new team is. Jay Cutler is most likely to, going to be cut by the Chicago Bears. Uh, his time there was just up and down. Uh, I've already noted a little bit about uh, his old quarterback coach being now with the New York Jets, which kind of makes for a simple connection between those two as a possibility. Tyrod Taylor with the Buffalo Bills had his growing surgery, uh, so it's possible that he will not be healthy enough to be cut before uh, the date that the Bills would have to cut him to save all that gargantuan amount of money that they would save by cutting him. On the other hand, maybe they decide to keep him, but that seems more unlikely than not, given his contract situation. Uh, so a, a trade, a low-level draft pick trade, uh, is possible for Tyrod Taylor. He could stay with the Bills. Doesn't seem as likely. Uh, or he could be cut and signed. Kirk Cousins? Most likely will get the franchise tag again if they cannot work out a big money long-term deal. That franchise tag is going to pay him, I believe, somewhere around $25 to $27 million. Uh, but he is someone that may be available. Most likely Washington is going to keep him. But of all the players on this list, probably uh, deserves the highest contract and would be worth the most in trading based on what he has already shown on the field in the NFL over the last two years. Jimmy Garoppolo, we've covered him a little bit, uh, or a lot of bit already, uh, but coming from New England, they don't have to trade him, so they have some leverage there. He was a second-round pick by New England, uh, has one more year on his rookie deal, showed okay, and it's really the two games that he played the full games for New England this year. Besides that, really is getting a lot of bump from being a Patriot, really, um, and kind of that unknown excitement of a player who has seemingly upside but also is ready to start right away. And then Colin Kaepernick, uh, take any your political beliefs and all of that jazz out of it. Uh, Kaepernick actually didn't have a terrible season with San Francisco last year, uh, but with Kyle Shanahan coming in and a whole new regime, seems like, and Colin Kaepernick has the decision to make on whether or not he wants to uh, opt out of his current contract. It was a part of the renegotiation that they went through this offseason. Kaepernick, uh, is a few years away from when he was considered the next great thing. Uh, obviously, the off-the-field stuff is a different discussion, but he is someone that the Browns had interest in last offseason uh, and could interest a number of teams. Then we go to the draft. At the top of the draft, we're really looking at three, four, or five names, kind of maximum, 
that seem like they have quality starter level material to them. Now, there's always going to be other ones, but really we can't spend time talking about every possible quarterback because the reality is, is most of them aren't going to. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to work out. They're not going to get drafted high. But uh, the top three are kind of known. Deshaun Kaiser out of Notre Dame. Mitch Trubisky out of UNC. Deshaun Watson out of Clemson. Kaiser seems to have all the physical tools. Uh, the program at Notre Dame didn't do him wonders. Um, and there's some concerns about his pocket awareness and feet, his footwork. Mitch Trubisky, the concern there uh, is the system that he played in. The fact that he only started for one season. Um, some of those kind of things, can he really produce in uh, kind of a, a standard traditional offense? Um, you know, what does he really have? And is that one year enough to really draft him high? Deshaun Watson, the questions are all about his accuracy and decision making, um, as well as he might be a little skinny or uh, maybe not as bulky as some people would want. And then you have Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech. He's someone who has questions because his footwork is inconsistently atrocious. Um, many people have kind of compared him to uh, Brett Favre, Johnny Manziel, kind of draw things up in the dirt, but when it's structured, he doesn't seem to uh, do well off of timing and three-step, five-step drop. Everything seems to be run around and make something happen. Can he really translate it? I expect Mahomes is going to kind of get the biggest bump up the board, and maybe that bumps all the way... Um, Maybe that's all the way up to number 12. Who knows? Uh, and then we also have Brad Kaya out of Miami. Uh, he's someone that a lot of people uh, like and don't love. They look at him and don't think he has the upside, but believe that he has the ability to make something of himself uh, in the NFL with accuracy, with his work ethic, all of those kind of things. So based on that, so we talked. To, I talked about 11 possible starters or future franchise guys, right? So when we talk about the veterans, you just assume starters. When we talk about the five draft picks, Kaiser, Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes, and Kaya, you're really talking about guys that would be drafted to be the future, right? And so let's take a look then at the teams drafting between pick number two and pick number 11, okay? And so... At number two, the San Francisco 49ers are starting over with Kyle Shanahan. He basically is running everything there. Head coach, offensive coordinator, has control of the roster. I mean, he's doing it all. And so it's very possible that a player like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Tyrod Taylor even, could interest Kyle Shanahan. But I think as a offensive guy, he's going to look for his quarterback in this draft. And so... Um, now there are some very good players in this draft outside of the quarterbacks that they might be passing on for that. And so it'll be interesting to see where San Francisco goes. Does Shanahan want to make sure he wins enough quickly? Does, or does he really want to build around that quarterback? My current guess, uh, and I posted that on uh, New Year's actually, um, is that San Francisco will draft a quarterback at two, but would it shock me if they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo? If they worked out something for Kirk Cousins, uh, Romo even, Tyrod Taylor, no, it wouldn't shock me. But I think there it would make a lot of sense to build around a young quarterback who he can really kind of mold after his own image. Again, does he hope maybe that Pat Mahomes is that guy? 
and falls into the second round? Maybe. But do you risk that? Would they be willing to risk it? That's the interesting question. And number three, you have Chicago. I think Ch Chicago with John Fox uh, and their GM pace, I think they're going to look for a veteran. Whether, again, that's trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, trying to get Kirk Cousins seems kind of outside of their plan. Tyrod Taylor, Tony Romo even, makes a lot of sense there. Uh, John Fox is coaching for his job next year. And so I think he and Pace, who also is probably uh, auditioning, at least for his job, are probably going to look for some type of veteran type of quarterback. And so um, that's a place that Romo makes some sense, uh, that Tyrod makes some sense, that Jimmy G makes some sense. Not totally sure about Colin Kaepernick for a variety of reasons. Uh, number four, Jacksonville has decided they're going to build around Blake Bortles, while many and most and I believe that that is a poor decision. Uh, that is kind of their current plan. And so we can cross Jacksonville off the list of teams looking at a quarterback, as well as you can cross Tennessee off the list of guys looking for quarterbacks uh, based on Marcus Mariota. That leads us down to the Jets. Um, at number six overall, they have invested draft picks in um, Petty and Hackenberg. And I'm not totally sure those draft picks are going to pay off. The question is, is does Todd Bowles want to try to build around these guys who already know the system, yada, 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 or like John Fox, is he going to try to save his job with a veteran? Again, Jay Cutler makes sense there with Jeremy Bates as his quarterback coach. So I would not expect uh, the Jets to draft a quarterback at number six overall. I could see them uh, trying to get one of the uh, veterans or going with Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg and hoping that buys them enough time with the front office. San Diego has Phillip Rivers. Carolina has Cam Newton. Cincinnati, as much as I think Andy Dalton gets in the way of their greatness, isn't going to move on from Andy Dalton. Number 10, Buffalo is also starting over. I think it makes a lot of sense for them just to start with a rookie quarterback. So I expect Buffalo to draft a quarterback at number 10. I don't think EJ Manuel or Cardell Jones is going to be enough for them, but it's possible, again, they hired a defensive coach, that they decide to go with defense in a very good defensive draft and hope EJ Manuel um, or Cardell Jones or maybe one of the veterans is able to kind of take that job as they maybe draft someone later or look for the 2018 draft, which is supposedly deep. But it wouldn't shock me, and it would be my prediction currently, that the Bills would draft a quarterback at number 10. And then finally, at number 11, Drew Brees is in New Orleans. I don't see them drafting a quarterback at this point in time. Uh, and then later in the draft, after number 12, uh, Arizona, depending on what Carson Palmer does. Um, Houston, depending on what they want to do with Tom Savage and Brock Osweiler. I wouldn't be shocked to see them go quarterback. But based on my current predictions with the 49ers drafting someone at number two and the Buffalo Bills drafting someone at number 10, that leaves the Browns picking from the third and fourth quarterbacks drafted in this draft. That's if both San Francisco and Buffalo don't decide to go with a veteran. And that's if the Browns decide to draft someone at number 12. Today, my prediction for the Browns, simple. Tyrod Taylor is a veteran player who they signed to a three- or four-year deal, and they give him some significant money. 
and then they draft a quarterback at number 12 or number 33. Currently, I believe that would be Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes. Primarily, Watson is someone I think they will focus on for a variety of reasons. I don't think Kaiser or Trubisky are out. I honestly just think those two are more likely to go number two to San Francisco, number 10 to Buffalo. Again, if any of these other teams decide, uh, like Chicago, uh, would make sense as well for Kaiser or Trubisky. So I think the Browns will be left looking at Watson and Mahomes. And I think the idea of having Tyrod Taylor uh, for three to four years while a Deshaun Watson or a Pat Mahomes are developing is while a lot of assets to put to one position, I think it finally addresses the Browns' quarterback issues. Maybe you have the Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, San Diego Chargers situation, where at some point in time you have to move on from Tyrod Taylor because that young quarterback is ready to go. Maybe you have the Brett Favre and Rodgers situation. Neither of those sound terrible to me. And while the Browns have a lot of needs, the Browns also have a lot of picks. And so to use one of those picks on a quarterback who you can then allow to sit for two seasons, three seasons, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has already sat, right? And we're allowing him this excitement that maybe he's worth a a first-round pick. And so why not the Browns? For me, that's the right decision. Tyrod Taylor can compete right away. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think the Browns are going to load up on defense with the rest of their draft outside of uh, drafting a center. And they have a lot of young guys on offense. They have an offensive genius in Hugh Jackson. So if they load up on defense, sign Tyrod Taylor, draft a back uh, quarterback at 12 or 33, and get a center at some point in time in a draft that I think is actually a little bit deep at center, these four or five that I think could walk in and start right away. I think the Browns are moving in the right direction to protect their young quarterback, to give Tyrod Taylor another opportunity to show that he can compete, that he can lead a team, while also making a pretty good money. So overall, while it seems like it's very difficult to find a quarterback, I think there are, well, there are six veterans that could be, might be starting next year. And there are four to five quarterbacks in the draft that you could easily say are going to be starter level or at least seen as starter level quarterbacks. So 11 quarterbacks for 32 teams. Is it so crazy to think the Browns might end up with two of them? I don't think so. What about you? Get a hold of me on Twitter. Again, it's at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks for stopping by this Locked On Browns podcast. And go Browns!